I think we just need to accept that McKelty will be in our home every Sunday this entire season. If you take out the first couple episodes this season, any Christine content has now included McKelty, which is actually now transforming into McKelty content. She has her own storyline and Robin still does not. Considering Robin's a primary character on this show, that is wild. But also, I can't even give production credit because they wouldn't do this. Are they planning the initial little tidbits of life after this show or other characters we can possibly follow? I hope not. Because if that's the area they're going, I don't think there's going to be a ton of success. Gosh, if you got Logan, Aspen, Maddie, I think that would be a better fit to what people want to see one thing to note when they started the giant zoom session if you look at tony to their talking head he has lost so much weight like he's 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 getting there he's about to have his his hot dad summer bod going wait did you notice that well mckelty had also lost a ton of weight and they had her wear a fake belly that was a fake belly yeah like the timing doesn't match up and that doesn't even look like a belly That didn't even look like how she looked when she was actually pregnant. I guess that would make sense. That talking head is definitely after they've already had the twins. It was like last week. (laughs) They had them come in, do the interview. You really think they made him do a fake belly? Yes. Hmm, I've seen her photos all over Instagram when she was pregnant and about to have those twins. Something did surprise me on this initial scene. The sheer amount of Brown family that was in this Zoom call. And did you notice a lot of family love to see it? Gosh, a glimpse of Daddy Logan. But then Cody and Robin's eyes, one square only. We're we're acknowledging no one. No one else is in the room. It's just us, McKelty, and Tony. It was cool to see Daddy Logan. Did you think about... So we watched this actually at two separate times. You watched this on Sunday, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I watched this two days later. One thing I did notice or reflected on was that This Zoom call for McKelty in their baby gender reveal was essentially what Robin wanted for the the Christmas exchange. It really is. And, you know, because you're crying and your kids don't know their siblings, but yet there's this moment that they're all invited to and they're not on. Why would you not have your kids on this? It was even more interesting where Maddie's kiddo recognizes their cousin Avalon. Yes. I thought that was fascinating because they must have only interacted, I'm guessing, less than a handful of times. Yeah, I would think so. Because as far as, I mean, obviously I don't know everywhere these people go, but we know of Maddie coming, what, like twice maybe with the kiddos to Utah? Maybe they got along that well. Like the kiddos loved each other. It's like baby speak. Yeah. They just form that bond. <laughs> so on, in total, on the call, was Hunter, Isabel, Savannah, Maddie, Aspen, Logan, Gabe, Gwen, Michelle, Truly. Well, Truly and Christine were there in person. Savannah and Janelle were together. No Mary, because we know that McKelty said that Mary will not have anything to do with her or her children. The ties that have been cut in this family, they're just unrepairable. You know what's funny? And we're going to go into this. But at one point, McKelty mentions like certain portions or everyone in the family essentially needs everyone. Mm -hmm. 
but you've essentially 100% cut Mary out of your family. So in some ways, you can cut people completely out of your family and your kid's family, but everyone else has to agree with you that they need to depend on each other. The only reason she says that is because for some reason, reason she is trying to stay in Cody and Robin's good graces, and you have Robin over here just wailing away and crying about it. And so she's like trying to keep this up, even though she herself is cutting people out of her and her kids' lives, like unapologetically, which is fine. Also, that makes me a hypocrite. I know because I gave Gwen so much shit for not going to the wedding, but disregard that for now. (laughs) It's just so interesting to see like when McKelty decides to be in the middle, the bridge, bringing the family back together. And when she's like, nope, that's too far. Something else to note, because I think Leon and Audrey have pretty good relationship with everyone. They weren't there. They weren't there. They were not. And I'm wondering if, I mean, of course we'll never know the truth, but the rumor is that like Cody's not okay with them. And so maybe they're like, yeah, I'm just going to distance myself from my dad. Maybe I'll just send McKelty and Tony a gift separately. And that's that. But like, who knows if that's even true? It just tracks. That's what I'm saying. It tracks, like, it tracks but also... We'll find anything to hate about his children. We've also talked in the past, it's so hard to get so many people spread across the country together for anything, even if it's a Zoom call, let alone yeah. you know, in person. I mean, they could have just been busy. And McKelty did a good job. Got a good amount of the family on. But I will just drag Robin forever for her kids not being on. Not the oldest ones very much, because, of course, everyone has their own lives. We'll extend the same grace to them. People are busy. But the tender age children, forgetting their siblings. She just wanted them involved in that Christmas Zoom so bad. And it's not safe. It's not safe. You cannot see this gender reveal. You know what's wild? As I was watching it, I didn't even... They didn't even cross my mind, but the fact that you're bringing it up, I'm like, yeah, that, that was very strange that we had so many other grandkids and younger children, you know, just to be a witness of this and they weren't there. Well, in all fairness, Robin did say she's not talking to any of these kids again and she didn't like, let's point out she did not make eye contact with any of their squares. This must have been one of the most interesting Zoom calls because everyone is there to support Tony and McKelty, but in a way, it's almost like, don't fucking say a word to me, I will pop off on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, would, that kind of energy. I would rather Robin pop off than do this crying thing. Like give me her going off any day over this victim crying mush that happens every episode. I liked Gwen's method here. Show up a little late. We don't need to be sitting around waiting awkward silence, having to see dad and his wife. No. You Let's know, show up a little know, late. You know it was awkward silence. No one was talking to them and they weren't talking to anyone. I think in the scene they mentioned, I think it was Aspen that was running late. Somebody was running late. But if you think about it, this family cannot. It is really hard for them to be cordial in one location, let alone virtual. I would be like, you cannot be late to this. This is going to be awkward silence. McKelty had Avalon in her arms and she was pointing at, ev- pointing at everyone and saying like, grandma, grandpa, grandma. And I was like, who's grandma? Who's true grandma? I think everyone's grandma, though. I don't think she like Nana and like all the other names. Here's a thought. As these kiddos grow up 
And we know McKelty spends a lot of time with Cody and Robin, or at least tries to maintain that relationship. When her kiddos grow up and they have these experiences with a version of grandma and grandpa together, do they start to think that that is the grandma and grandpa versus them knowing they have their true grandma next to them? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's how you're raised. So if they're raised to say, nope, these four women are your grandmothers. Like, I think that's just all you know. Robin hopes that everyone seeing her and Cody and their smiles will help them realize that she is not the bad guy. Cue her with like the biggest frown on her face (laughs) during the Zoom. Like, Robin, this isn't proving anything. Your family's already broken. Everyone thinks you're the bad guy. Though Cody needs more hate than he gets. It's not all Robin. Cody allowed it to happen. We do put a lot on Robin, but they touch on it just a little bit in this episode. That's his true love. He just didn't handle it the right way. He already had a bunch of other wives. It went south quickly. It's a bummer. Robin's in that pairing, so she gets a lot of the hate. We also hate on her because of just certain actions she's also been guilty of performing. But you're right. Cody should get more of the hate from the community itself because I do think a lot of it is aimed at Robin. Fun fact. When Leon and I are in the bathroom, like brushing our teeth in the evening or something, sometimes we'll try to make Robin's face. And like, we can't do it. Like that intense frown, like I, we just, it's like two people that are just like pouting in the mirror. I think my mouth just goes flat because I can't invert it that far. Like my mouth just gets tiny. Yeah. Just so little. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I'm, you I'm, notice I'm, how we're just... We're, we're trying it right now. We, we just can't do it. <laughs> we just are stretching this part, I noticed. Everyone at home, try to make your best Robin face. <laughs> oh, we get a scene with Brianna and Aurora, and I'm always just so shocked at what a mirror image of their mom they are. At this point, I just want to see a positive moments from Robin's kid. I want them to be happy. Any scene we get from them, they're always very saddened and like kind of mid crying. And it's, it's disheartening to see. Cause I, I would imagine their lives is a lot more positive than what we're seeing. I'm so torn on that because sometimes I think the house must be super controlling and stressful. And Robin is like on your back. And then at other times I'm like, I don't know, you have everything taken care of. But it's almost like, like if you're growing up in that, that's just what you're used to. So even if everything is taken care of, like, well, that's just status quo. That's true. And also two things can be true at once. In her talking head, Aurora said, I want to speak on behalf of my mom and all the effort she has made. No matter what anyone believes, she has been the biggest cheerleader for good, healthy relationship and correspondence between dad and the kids and dad and the wives. You couldn't have made that any more rehearsed. I always struggle with these talking heads because, not for a fact, but I like to believe Robin is definitely next to them in their talking heads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those, they're not going without her. But I also wonder, do you think Robin would have the pull, well, in Aurora's case, an adult, like, would she have the pull to say, that's not allowed on the show, or they need to re, you know, like, rerun that scene? Yes, I believe it was Gwen who said that they get to see the episodes first. So I do think they have some type of pool. 
I think that's why Robin does not have a storyline. Wouldn't that be wild if they did all this filming with you and you just said no to everything? Mm-hmm. Like everything they put together and sent to you, you're like, yeah, I don't like any of this. Just, just don't include me. Because legitimately, we don't see Robin's life. We don't see anything of Robin's life. And Cody's life revolves around Robin and protecting her. So I think, I mean, in his mind, he's the star of the show. And so he probably put his foot down. But in that way, Cody mentions all my times with Robin. So by that fact, us as viewers, fans of the show, paying for this content and love or hate him. I mean, he is the villain. The villain Mm -hmm. attracts people. We're not seeing the villain's storyline. Nope, nothing. My opinion here is that they know no matter what they do, good or bad, because if they showed their loving relationship, I think that would hurt a lot of people. As far as the Brown family, I think it would disappoint fans. Maybe not the right word, but it would be a bummer because that is what the wives want. And you easily provide that for Robin. And they probably figured it's just better off if we just don't include any of this. Cody would get dragged even more. So I think they both are just like, nope, nothing. Okay, I don't know what the things are that Tony and McKelty used to reveal the gender. Let's call them poppers. Let's go with that. Officially, everyone joins. They do the poppers and it is two boys. While Janelle hopes that they can all get together in person someday, Christina is not interested. She said she'll be cordial, but she's not interested in getting back together. You got to do it, though. The family reunion. That's... No, no, no. See, the way I took this was, I am okay with us getting together for a reunion. I am in no way ever... Well, at the moment, I am in no way thinking of ever being these people's friends. Oh, yeah. No. No one should expect that. Isn't it interesting, though, that McKelty and Christine have such a different view of this? McKelty's like, yeah, let's all fix this and get united or at least be, you know, be friendly. And her own mom is like, hell no. A very annoying quote from Cody this episode is when he says, someday our family civil war may end. And then that contempt, you know, we can deal with it. Robin and I are going to be like this as he presses the palms of his hands together. You're not going to separate us. They want their dad, but they don't want Robin. That's not going to work. Robin and I are going to be like this, and we're going to work this out. That's just the relationship we're going to be in. You remember those scenarios where they would tell you, like, who are you going to save, like the kids or the wife? Like, if you had a decision to make? That is an awful question. No, no, it is. It is. (laughs) It is. But what what I'm saying is, like, Cody is literally telling you, like, I am saving Robin. You, You can all you know, perish. Like I'm not, I'm not saving y'all. I'm going to save Robin. That's exactly what he's saying. The line is in the sand. Like there's no muddying it. Like he's very clear. But this is an interesting question. If you met the love of your life on this earth, would you pick them over your 18 children? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can pick one person over 18. And I think I'm actually under, I think I'm (laughs) under the number. I'm just guessing. I don't know how many it is. It's probably 18, whatever. Who cares? I don't know, man. That's a hard one. My answer, I'd have to tell that love of my life, hey, you're cool and all, 
But I got 18 kids I got to, like, have a relationship with. But that's the appropriate answer. When Robin wanted to join the family, that should have been the answer. We're broke. We need to focus on the children. We do not have the resources. Our house is busting at the seams. Janelle's car is busting at the (laughs) seams. And he said, that's fine. Come on in. We'll get you your own house. Isn't that crazy? Imagine him putting that much effort into the relationships before Robin came in. She had her weird little, you know, trying to get in good with Cody. They had their own little games they would play against the other wives. And imagine him being like, no, me and Janelle are like this. You will not separate us. That family would be so strong. That original unit. Then we go to Parawan. Did you know that she's doing a remodel on the carriage house? You know what's wild? If they did mention this, literally, I think my brain just did not pay attention. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, I am tired of hearing about anything about this carriage house, about Parawan. There's nothing happening there. You're remodeling, like, a little storage building into your Friday with friends area. Like, I'm not interested in that. Man, we've... McKelty has surprised us three times in revealing her pregnancy. Mary has surprised us eight times with telling us about the carriage house remodel. <laughs> like, it's just too much. Mary then brings up the 32nd anniversary again. She goes over the conversation. And I feel like every time she brings it up, they edit in a new little detail we didn't know before. This week's new detail is her asking in her interview... How much is this eternal covenant worth to me? But then I'd also think, has he already broken the covenant? So what covenant is there? To be eternally bound to someone who doesn't want me, that's a lot to consider. This is the point where Christine had those same feelings. I think she came to the realization quickly that it's not fair that I have to uphold these values and he doesn't. Therefore, I am not married. She's so torn right now because she is still thinking that she is married. She's like making up her mind in this process. Then we move on to Salt Lake City. Isabel will be going back to North Carolina. So they're going to have a surf and turf dinner to kind of celebrate her last evening in Salt Lake. So even though this is Isabel's night, Tony turns to Christine and asks, So have you started dating yet? She seems kind of nervous and uncomfortable with these questions, but Tony continues on. He suggests Christine use a nickname on her dating profile. Then if she really likes someone enough, she can reveal who she really is. So did Christine ever strike you as a Tina? No, not at all. I heard her brother call her Chris and I was like, I could see Chris more than Tina, even though it's teen, really. How uncomfortable Christine was. I would check Tony so fast, even though I know he's trying to produce her in the moment and ask questions that everybody wants to hear the answers to. Although, realistically, again, we're not going to get anything out of this, which we don't. Mitch does suggest farmers only. He does. That was a (laughs) cool little joke, cool little nod. Shout out to Mitch. And it's funny because later on, Christine, or excuse me, Janelle mentions like swiping right. I don't know what that's all about. Like, I'm not getting down with that. (laughs) Then skills are brought up and I was just like, oh, don't go there with your mother-in-law. Like, You know what's interesting? We've talked about in the past where this whole family being, and I'm talking about the adults, the parents, 
they get all giddy and kiddish when you talk about sex, mm-hmm. but there's always these tiny little shout outs from at least from a Kelty's family mm-hmm. where they're just straight up open that they're fucking. <laughs> Whether it's uh, we just had a bunch of sex to have twins yeah. or she mentions, oh, life's going good, you know, pregnant sex or whatever she mentioned. She, did you miss that? Uh, yeah, that was I missed that. that. Was on Are the, you sure? That was on the Zoom call. I will I will replay it for you right after this pod. Okay. It, was, it was so quick. I was like, wait a minute. You think you're slick? They're. It's funny how the parents are so giddy and uncomfortable. And then McKelty's like, yeah, whatever. But that's been her since day one. She has always tried to make them uncomfortable and show her neck. True. (laughs) She's like, you're showing some neck. I'm not comfortable with that. Put another shirt on. I don't want to see that much of your body ever again. And she's like, okay. I never want to see you again. And that was Mary. Yeah. Ooh. Ran that house. McKelty brings up getting acquainted with your body again. And Tony says, yeah, it takes practice. Like They're the same person. Like, Tony, just stop, dude. They are perfect for one another. Then we see Christine picking up Janelle at the airport, which was pretty confusing at first. I didn't really know, like, who was going where. But it seems like Janelle flew to Christine, who will then drive them to Idaho to ride ATVs with her brothers. I do like to imagine that the queen that is Janelle did not want to waste her time driving, that she flew from probably a really tiny regional airport to fly into Salt Lake. Now, I did enjoy this because we got to, I mean, have we ever met any of these folks? Oh, the brothers? The no, brothers, not that I the, remember. The spouse, her younger brother, I'm curious how far apart they are. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned that. Or, or he looked great for his age. I mean, he looked like he was in his 30s. Maybe. Before that, though, they get super gossipy in the car, and I love to see it. Christine immediately says, I want to ask you about a comment that Robin made. And I said, yep, I'm here for this. Christine said that Robin was talking about how if she was still in the church, usually she would have to get approval for the divorce and whatnot. She continues, but we all know that I'm not part of the church. Janelle replied, All I can think of is she was like a deer in the headlights, maybe, and she was just reacting. I don't know. Christine, who I know has been thinking about this for a while, (laughs) said she was thinking it invalidated her marriage if I could just leave when I wanted to. Now, I have an alternate way of looking at it, which I've talked about in the past, where different thought process, but Christine's is a bit nicer. Mine is more on the road of how dare you leave my chosen person oh yeah if you're on the mindset where this person can do no wrong and one wife has voluntarily been like i'm out i don't like this mm-hmm. you're thinking you are in the wrong but you're like so willfully ignorant at that point because like yeah your husband's amazing because he's always there for you and your kids which means he's never there for his other kids and wives therein comes the ignorance right you don't think about these things mm-hmm. or you you know, on purpose or not on purpose. You just don't let that in. Christina asked Janelle if she feels it invalidates her marriage that she just left. Janelle says, no, I've had to really think about this because, you know, obviously my marriage is not good. I don't even think I'm really married anymore. We haven't had the official conversation, but he hasn't been to my house in 10 months or something like that. Are we talking about the new apartment? I believe so. So from the last episode, when Cody took the tour, 
Are we saying we have jumped 10 months in this scene? I took it as he has not spent the night in 10 months. Gotcha. In a voiceover interview, Cody is in a convertible, his strands blowing in the wind with a classic visor on. I did not realize if he was wearing gloves or not, but in my head he is. He says, it's been 10 months since I've been to Janelle's house. I don't even know what's going on hardly half the time in Mary's life. Now Robin and I sort of got this special life together. Just really trying to work on that marriage with Janelle, right? (laughs) Yeah, nothing he ever mentions gives me any insight that he's being proactive on anything towards Janelle. Whether it's communicating, talking to a counselor. He just goes, you want to reconcile? I'll ask you next week. Cody is very excited to have some time with Brian. Brian has flown from Oklahoma, purchased the truck, the little white sports car, and a different car. And for now, he's going to take, well, the plan is to have the truck haul the white car in a trailer. But another moment where we're seeing, yeah, that's cool. We get to see Cody doing a thing. But again, we know he spends all of his time with Robin which is the property they're on, Mm -hmm. but we don't see Cody with Robin. We see Cody and Brian. Like, why isn't there, I don't even care if it's a fake scene. Why isn't Robin standing there next to them with their arms crossed? Like, ah, really going to miss this car. Had great times here. Like anything. Why did the producers not have them recreate the photo one last time? That would have been amazing. Robin, I know you have those heels somewhere. Go get them. Go get those bootcut jeans. Cody, any of your million dress shirts will do. Let's go. I did not think a day would come where he would get rid of that car. I was very surprised. This family cannot do anything the right way. It's almost like there is no planning when they need to do a thing, like a major thing, like a family camping trip to the mountains, and it's a total shit show. Fleeing across state lines to avoid persecution. Now we're trying to load up this sports car and you'd think one of the bare bones things you would do, you wouldn't even have to measure. You could just look up the specs online of the length and width of the car. You can't even do that. Yeah, that would have been smart. Just like the default of the trailer, the default of the car. So we have this whole scene of them getting the car in and spoiler, it didn't fit. It doesn't fit. They keep thinking like, oh, maybe we can just like put it at an angle. But I mean, that was so tight. Like there was no putting anything at an angle. It would just make it worse. Also, I thought for sure they were going to scratch the crap out of it on the way out. Brian says, Cody does not need a project and he does not need to rebuild a car. I said, you got kids, you got wives, you got houses you're building. You're doing stuff. You don't need to rebuild this car. Cody is not doing one of those things. I'm like, sir, we're going on a six-year timeline of owning a property we were supposed to build on that has had almost absolutely nothing done to it. Sir, you were just at Coyote Pass picking up this trailer. Did you see any foundations? Cody has time. He has a lot of time. Okay, side note, real fast. Sure. When they were hooking up the trailer, did you notice in the background there was a bunch of cars parked on Coyote Pass and a bobcat? Is that where Janelle's gravel is? Because it was a definite space. Oh, it could be. Oh, it could be. He better have asked for permission. 
Because do you remember what a big deal it was for her to move her trailer? He said, you got to ask and get permission from every one of your sister wives. If he's just parking junk and cars down there, no, I would make him move it all. Get off my little patch. We need to look into that property. Well, I was going to say again, but we never have. We need to look into that property and see how it's currently divided. The biggest plot of land with the majority of the poop lake thing. Sure. Cody and Robin. Sure. The next one, we have Cody, Robin, and Mary. Why? Weird combo. Why? Then we have the next one, which is Cody and Janelle. They're still together, though. Janelle cannot get rid of this man. And then the next one is Cody and Robin. Oh, interesting. So it's almost like a big rectangle that just gets, that is divided in four, but each square gets smaller and smaller. Okay. That makes sense. The biggest one for Cody and Robin. Sure. Very annoying. Janelle, get your land. But it's wild. We think Janelle's been spotted with a cowboy. and There's rumblings. I don't have any sure. proof. And for all we know, it's going to be a cousin. Like, we don't know. <laughs> like, we just don't know. She could be on a lunch with a cousin, like, if we're being honest. It literally is just a man. It could be anyone. And I do find it interesting that they still have their names shared on a property. Well, I'm sure it's because Cody refuses to do anything else. But it's like at this point, why wouldn't you either one, give it to Janelle or two, buy her out? I just don't think he's going to do anything nice for anyone. I mean, he, they bought out Christine. No, she sold it to them for $5. $5? Yeah, she wanted nothing to do with that. She's like, take it. I just need to give you an amount for the paperwork. Interesting. Yeah, she was like, get me out of here. I want the, she said, I'll sell you the land for this. So basically nothing. But I get all the, the oh, money sure. from the house. Sure, sure. All the equity that from the house. That house sure. saved her. She would be in the exact same spot Janelle is. Just one more reference from Ace. They also mentioned that it is wild that these folks are on one of the most, if not the most popular show on this television programming, on this network. And they are, seems they are struggling. I think due to a certain couple's spending. But you would imagine they have broken those lines years ago. No, I think very recently. That Dabsark. Sure. There used to be what Cody Brown LLC or whatever. Maybe it still is. But there used to be the family, how they were paid from the network. Now it's just Dabsark. But that's only as of one, two years ago. So I think everyone was in a pot still. That's fair. So maybe... That's a big assumption, I should say. Sure, So big grain of salt on that one. But Dab Sark is relatively new in comparison to... I mean, they had that other corporation to get paid through for so many years. Just to talk about the land again, just real quick, and I'll move on. But it's so funny to just see the land in the background and have so many iconic scenes. So if that is, in fact, Janelle's little plot... We have the RV scenes. Near it, the giant pile of logs, the Gabe and Garrison scene. The cistern in the background. Solomon in the big hole. (laughs) So you just can, it's empty land, but so many memories. Okay, as a man, I need your opinion. Oh, this is getting interesting. (laughs) Cody says, when you're going through a hard time, the presence of another man who respects you and loves you helps you endure that experience. It also takes the focus off everything going on in the family when we are focused on accomplishing something. 
It's a help to move me far away from what's hard about my life in other ways. I mean, I can see what he's saying. I love a good girl gab fest. So maybe that's how he views his time with Brian. I just think he doesn't have, well, I just think he doesn't have any friends in Flagstaff. I or, think or, you're right. Or wants friends in Flagstaff. I don't know. He has Robin there like this. And <laughs> I think he always has to be on to some extent, whether it's on towards the experience of all the rest of the family where some could be positive, some could be negative, or always on as what you have to be in Robin's home, which is this loving father who, you know, spends time with his children. And, and that takes energy, right? Mm-hmm. Doing that takes energy. So you do have to always be on. Whereas now you get this time with your friend who, again, you don't have very many friends in this locale. So when he comes to visit and you get to spend the time, you're sort of, you don't have to be on for those other moments. So you can sort of shut that down and just try to do something that is relatively easy for you to do. See, and that's how I know I'm just picking on Cody because everything you said made sense. (laughs) I could go on about the car scene forever and just everything I saw in the background, so I promise I'll move on soon. This scene caught my ear and I replayed it three times. We watched it separately and this was the one part I did send you a picture of because I was like, sir, Cody says Robin and I fell in love in this car. We cut to a scene of Robin saying, I got my answer about Cody in the white sports car too. I felt God talking to me. There's a lot of fun stuff that happened in that white sports car. Bleh. You <laughs> sent me this photo with the captions on and I didn't have all of that background information. But if you just view that photo... <laughs> It very much looks like you guys are doing some freaky shit in that car. There's a lot of insinuating and you can't tell me that she had no idea. So the Honda we have that lives in the driveway. We haven't driven it in many years. Also 20 years old. I also love that car. I would, that would have never came out of my mouth though. (laughs) There's so many good memories. Like, no, you know what I say about the car? I love how fast it is. You're pretty sentimental about things. Yes, but I would not have said what Robin said. And I'm I'm trying to compare, like, we're both very sentimental about this car. I'm very sentimental about that Honda. We've driven that thing to New York City, like in DC and like, we've been been everywhere. Multiple, like back and forth. Great car. In the last portion of the scene, I feel like Brian is just losing money at this point. He bought three cars and he's leaving with one and he has to come back for the other cars. That's a whole other trip and gas and flights. And I don't think it's worth it at this point. I think he should just get his money back. I'd like to leave this scene on a classic Cody quote. He says, I've learned that the square peg is not a good idea to pound into the round hole. Put that on a shirt. I'm telling you, they have so many sayings. If my sister wife's closet just did merch, they'd have even more money. I want a really big dill towel. I want a square peg weird saying on a shirt. Give me some coasters. Hit them with the wet (laughs) bar. Put that on a coaster for my wet (laughs) bar. We're back to Janelle and Christine in the car. And Janelle says... Since school has started, I haven't heard from him, meaning Cody. She says Savannah hasn't heard from him in a month. We cut to Cody, who says, I haven't been to Janelle's house in 10 months, but that doesn't mean I haven't been around. 
I, I think that's exactly what that means. You haven't been around her house in 10 months. It's a bit saddening that school starts and he so far has cut communications from Savannah. Because he has to do the school runs, which he never did and never cared about. He has to take the littles to school. No, but even when he was going out with Savannah, I'm assuming in the summer, mm. it was only for dinner. Yeah. So why did, why did that stop? He's just so tired from his busy day of taking the kids and picking them up. What does the nanny do? What did Cody and Robin do? Yeah, Please. The, the timing is not good to, again, from what we're hearing on this episode, you're kind of bailing out on your daughter on her senior year. Again. Janelle says, I have a very busy life. I love going to bed at night and reading my book and turning out the light when I want to turn it out. And the dogs are on the bed with me because he could never stand that. I get to do my own thing. And that's right. Life is too short. Do what you want to do. I hear what you're saying, but we also, we get little rumblings of it. In one way, Janelle says all of this, but then in another way, you still share your name on a deed. You still haven't legitimately been like, it is over. So normally you say you're essentially independent. You're just living your life. You're not waiting for him or waiting for anyone. That's cool and all, but you also don't say, I'm bending it with Cody. I think it's because she's so torn about the covenant. She brings it up a little bit later. She just like doesn't even know how to go about a divorce. I just think it's, it's amazing that her belief is so strong when she is witnessing her husband just not live up to those promises. I think it's easy to excuse it as that's a bad husband, not anything to do with the religion. I just think that's where she's at with it. But I'm, I'm just thinking of what my thought process would be. It would be something like, this is not a good husband. I am not staying in this situation. I can still have my beliefs or, you know, in my religion, mm -hmm. but this isn't a good human being. Why am I sticking with them? Like my religion is not telling me push through with this piece of crap human. Like that's not what they're trying to tell me. I think they might if she went through the channels because they have to do counseling and they have to go through all these other hurdles for them to potentially grant it. You say that, but what if you respond with, yeah, my husband hasn't called about counseling in a year. I don't know. Interesting point, though. Janelle says that she's not interested in dating at all. She doesn't look at men. She's not interested. It's blah. It's too much work. She's not going to do all that. She says, I'm not going to be hanging out where there's lots of single men or whatever. Definitely sure as hell not going to be doing that online dating thing. I don't get that whole swiping thing. Just I don't get it. <laughs> I loved it. This was like true Janelle. <laughs> Janelle's very sweet, but I got to agree with her. Like, unless some perfect human finds her, she's not going to go looking. And I think that person will have to like show up a few times. I don't think she'll even pay attention the first time. She says, I don't want to break my covenant without knowing God is completely cool with it. I don't know how it happens, but I'm waiting. And I think her waiting is her coming to peace with that. And hopefully eventually this next man comes along and they're friends. And then she realizes God just wants me to be happy. And that's kind of, I hope that's the path she goes down. Janelle talks about how she knew Mary's family before Mary even met Cody. And we know what that means. I actually reached out to you. I'm like, I find it interesting that we always talk around the fact that Janelle 
was married to Mary's brother. Yeah, and it was not, I don't think it was ever on the show because I know it was mentioned in the book, but I don't know if it's actually ever been mentioned on the show. Even there was a time that Mary's brother was on the show when they were in Las Vegas. And I don't even know when, if then it was addressed. So we know that Janelle and Cody got married in January 1993. Janelle was married to Mary's brother from 1998 to 1990. So we're talking years in between. I'm just saying it makes it a little bit better. It's not six months. Oh, is Janelle a decent amount of years older than Mary? Mary is 52. Janelle's 54. So no. But the way their community works, I mean, I'm imagining Janelle, is she married at 18, 19? Yeah. Mary's like 17. Cody began courting Janelle when she was 23. And then they got married on Cody's 24th birthday, which means is right next to Mary's birthday. Because remember, they were originally going to get married on Mary's birthday. I'm trying not to be too much of a Janelle stan, but that couldn't have been only her, right? Two people get married. You both made that decision. (laughs) It's not the right decision. So that is the tie between the families. Do you think that Mary was mad about that three years later? It's so hard to tell because I don't know how cordial that breakup was. Mm, Very good point. Like, what if she broke his heart? Like, obviously, the sister isn't going to be happy about that. But then you'd probably would also tell your husband, like, we cannot welcome her into our family. That is my biggest argument here. Okay, everyone hear me out. I feel like since it takes two people to get married and two people have to agree on Janelle joining the family, like, why is that Janelle's fault? Like, Cody had to say yes. And then, I mean, you would think Cody would have Mary say yes, but he's such a jerk. He just brings in whoever he wants. Yes, in their culture and their religion, they say they had a spiritual connection, a spiritual awakening to be with that family. Sure, but I think ultimately it is the husband and the current wives that say yes, no, it's not the right time, whatever it be. I don't know if anyone can just walk up and be like, I am joining your family. I'm curious also if Mary had the power to say, I've also had a calling from God and he said no. (laughs) Just knowing how Cody does not care about who joins the family as far as the effect on the other wives. I just, did he even run it past her? I mean, look at how he reacted with Christine and the initial courting of Robin. She had some hesitations, but I mean, it didn't stop him at all. No. Going back in history, I would guess if Mary brought this up, he just wouldn't care. I agree, and I think that may have been the start of really bad blood between them and how bad it got. Because she's like, oh, my husband didn't care? Oh, but I'll still make it known. Janelle talks about how Mary introduced her to her new boyfriend, which was Cody. She says she still remembers to this day how she felt when Cody entered the room. She said it was a familiar feeling of like, oh, there you are. I'll always say it. Some infinities are bigger than other infinities. They had their own moments. I mean, no one regrets the relationships. No, and I think they, it would be weird if they said they did because they ended up what seems like really awesome children. Yeah. And I do find it interesting when Christine tells her own story, she mentions she also had a very similar calling at the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But then I love how she closed it out. But in that same way, there was also a message or a calling like it's time to go. Exactly. And you know, you know, 
Christine brings up family traditions and how they changed once Robin joined the family. She talks about their four days of feasting for Thanksgiving. And I want to know more about that. I do love that Christine in multiple episodes now has openly just wants to bash Robin. <laughs> I know. Like just straight We're up. Here not even it. not even talking around it. Just straight up bashing Robin. Yeah. Been like, so I heard Robin said this. Like we're using names, times, places. <laughs> Christine also brings up that they stopped doing their Friday night dinners. She says every single Saturday we were doing things. And then when Robin joined the family, it all stopped. Janelle talks about Robin being a separate entity from the family. And Cody was over there quite a bit. Cody in Cody fashion says that Robin always supported our traditions because that was a part of the negotiation that we made when we got married. In fact, she enhanced our traditions. I need some proof on how Robin enhanced traditions. I also love how the Brown family, it seems like they have this internal feud about family traditions. This must be this thing, and mind you, so we don't have children yet, Mm -hmm. but I I do wonder, I mean, folks, when they have kids, they must think about, you know, what traditions are we going to have? What are we going to, what's going to be our yearly things that we do? And it's interesting to see families that are established and two families, right? The Browns and then Robin before she came into the family, whether they had or didn't have traditions, it's interesting to see how they either blended together or clashed or even things like earrings. Like, oh, you guys don't wear earrings? Well, we do. And it's like, it's just how like things, it's interesting how things (laughs) clash like that of what we do or don't do and how there's almost like a little, just these little micro conflicts, even within traditions. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like, oh, my way's better or just do things my way versus like, oh, well, we do it this way. Can we like combine that somehow? Like that was never the goal. I do find in the back of my mind or I think in the back of my mind, it's like, well, your way kind of sucks. Like this is what we do. Exactly. It's almost like family dominance by traditions. Janelle says, I think Cody is very happy to be Robin's husband. Cody tried to grow beyond himself. Somewhere along the way, he found someone that was like him and it was easy to be with her. He should have grown beyond that to meet the needs of all of the other women. I really think their relationship seemed really great for him. He wants to focus there. That's fine with me. I know I don't want him to come back. Snap, 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 snap. It all sounds great, but until we have that moment when you're giving him that real conversation, I'm just going to be a little bit hesitant. We then finally make it to Idaho and we meet her brother from the same mother, and then we meet her younger brother, Levi, who is her brother with a different mother. And it, the, the order was weird here. We took off on four-wheelers, and then we come back like we're just meeting and coming through the front door for the first time. I am kind of a stickler for safety, and I ruin fun sometimes, but I don't care. I was so annoyed that Janelle and Christine were not wearing helmets. Well, this family has in odd history with ATVs. Yeah, let's and just based on the injury location and the severity, it can be assumed that person was not wearing a helmet. So Their parents did not make them wear a helmet and there's more non-helmet wearing. Like seeing people in TV not wearing seatbelts takes me out of the scene. Oh, you hate it because we we always wear seatbelts so when oh, folks no, on tv I'm like, don't this car ain't moving till those kids put their seatbelt on and i can see it clicked in sure. i know yeah like i'm just again a scrooge <laughs> then we see christine janelle christine's brothers 
Levi's wife and their kiddo all at the dining room table talking. They're going over kind of how they grew up. We find out that Christine's mom was also the basement wife. So that sucks. And they said that didn't last too long. Nope. And she was out of there. They talk about the not great times, how there was a lot of tension and full on yelling going on in this house. And Christine says in her mind, it was perfect. It was a one big party. Like everyone was happy. So who knows? The truth must be somewhere in the middle there. Good days, bad days. She also talks about knowing from 17 years old, she wanted to be a third wife. She wanted to be a last wife. It's interesting to think that third is last though. Like what, is there something written that says the third wife's the last wife or is it third, the minimum you need? I think third was the minimum you need to be in Have the, your own planet or something. Yeah. But anyway, I have a third wife. I get my planet. So Christine probably thinking. I complete that, the that family. Should, yeah, that should be it, right? Yeah. For 20 years, it wasn't. Christine and Janelle reflect on all four of them living in a tiny three-bedroom mobile home with tissue paper-thin walls. Caused a lot of conflict. I cannot imagine. And they say there was only one tiny kitchen. If you remember from early seasons, they said we are never sharing a kitchen again. They kind of talk about polygamy. Everyone else is kind of separated from it. They don't really want anything to do with it. And Janelle brings up that if these women could have legal marriage, They could have protection, essentially. They would have resources, is what I'm trying to say, to get what they need to leave if they would like. I was just imagining that would, imagine the complexity. And mind you, there wouldn't be that many couples doing this. But Mm -hmm. let's say a husband had four wives. I mean, if one leaves, do they get a fifth of whatever, like a fifth of what's available? I I think that's the, the rationale behind it. I could get that, but there's just so many avenues to tackle there. For example, does an insurance company want to cover that in a family's like company plan? They're signing up for one spouse and their children. Now they're supporting five adults and possibly in the Brown family's case, 20 kids. Uh, There's so, I mean, that's just a one, one thing. And there's just so many more things that would have to be worked out, but it is a very interesting concept and definitely one that I would agree to. I mean, we should you know, right? Women should be protective or whether it's women or men in these relationships, like you should be protected. In her talking head, Mary explains that everyone owns a piece of Coyote Pass, but neither her or Janelle own the property outright. Mary believes that even with the family conflict, the land will be equally divided between the four of them. From our earlier conversation, we know that definitely does not happen. It still hasn't happened. And two... This is what I mean. Janelle voiced her concerns about them not having anything solely in their name. Mm -hmm. And which is, you just mentioned to me that, well, they still share a plot of land. I'm like, why do they share a plot of land? I don't think Cody's going to give it up. You know why? He knows if he gives that up, she's building that casita (laughs) and she's rocking there and she's chilling. No matter what, she's going to be looking right at you. She's chilling and he does not want to give her that. I know. On the next time on, we see Cody reflecting on what the family once was. We hear Robin say, according to our religion, sister wives are supposed to advocate for each other. When you were calling Christine a liar on her back porch, ma'am, we hear Mary say, I'm not going to apologize for what I need to do. And then we see Robin doing a sobbing. Did you notice, so you mentioned when I was away, 
that not Robin crying, but wearing the matching ring that oh Cody has. But gosh. I couldn't tell because you never know when like video is flipped or not flipped. But like, is that her right hand in that scene? So she's wearing the matching ring on her right hand. I th- oh, you're right about the flipping. I think it's the right. I would have to look at it again, but I think so. You know, honestly, I'm just like visualizing. I don't think it would matter. I think it's on her. Maybe she's like wised up and like wore the matching ring on the right hand and has the the clada ring on the left. I'll watch it again. But the fact that you have the nerve to say that you wanted to be on the porch with your sister wives as you are wearing a matching ring with your legal husband and not the clada ring that you guys all got as a family. Don't keep your tears, ma'am. Mary, you notice Cody's ring. So point it out here, too. You know, it is interesting that this season, I know we got Christine leaving a bit ago, but this season really shows the, the almost the, the final breakup of all these relationships as far as with Cody, in some cases in Robin as well. So I think overall, this is going to be an interesting season in the story of the Brown family because it is the one that showed us so many moments of this is the end of me and you, Cody. I can't wait for Mary to say it. Maybe this is like, finally, she'll be like, okay, the conversation has been had. It's time to go. Why do I have a feeling we are going to get the conversation, but it's not going to be worded in a way you'd imagine? I don't know. We saw those spicy mid-season teasers. Cody tells her he can't give it to her. You know, what's, what's wild is that Robin is being extra in that moment, but you can cry to Mary all you want. Mary has been in this for years by herself when you should be crying and pleading to Cody to want to even repair this relationship. Yeah, where's that? If she wants it so bad, go to the source. It's not Mary's fault for leaving. Mary said she's waiting and he's not coming. That's right. On that note, thank you all for listening. Thank you for your kindness and your interactions with us. It always makes the episodes so much more fun than if we were just watching it by ourselves on our couch. I hope you have a good weekend. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon.